and welcome back to Grace by Rain, a podcast about the beauty in life. My guest today is Corwin, a, an incredible artist who also happens to be a hockey player as well. So today we're going to dive into all of that fun stuff. Hi, Corwin. Hi, thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm really glad you tweeted that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, um, every, every couple of weeks, I just put it out there because it's like, it's all my bucket list of things to do. So you, um, on my laptop, actually on the front of it is your sticker that you made of from the NWHL of the Zamboni with the goose on it. And I like, absolutely love it. Your, your stuff is just great. If you want to take a moment to just tell people where they can find your art and then we'll do it again at the end in case people forget yeah, so you can find me um, on Twitter at Arsen and Hockey. Um, most other places as Chaos Hockey. Um, on Redbubble, I'm Chaos. I'm gonna think I'm Corwin's Chaos, and then I have an Etsy where um, I do prints of my art and some tarot cards. So that's Chaos Hockey Design. So pretty much, um, if you search Chaos Hockey, and the most things you'll either find me or a uh, now defunct Canadian AAA women's hockey team. So you know, uh, take your bet. How how did you get into art? to begin with? Um, so I've been, I mean, I've been doodling and drawing since I was a kid, but more recently, um, I can't sit still. And then uh, over the pandemic, I was really bored and I needed something to do. So I picked up an iPad and started drawing. But I mean, I've been making art for years, really. Yeah. What was it that kind of got you into it? Like, as a child, you just kind of started drawing and just enjoyed it? I was a kid. I mean, I was a kid who drew a lot. Um, I really always need to do something with my hands. So um, I can knit, I can sew, I can crochet. No, I can do lots of things with my hands. So really, yeah. I always was writing or reading. So my parents really were like pushing no, me I, towards that. Yeah, um, I, I, that I read a ton as a kid. Um, I have, yeah. I did get in trouble like recess for reading. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I just remember always getting in trouble too for reading. It was, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Got to the point where I had to like, like make bargains with my teachers about it. Yeah, they would always test me and be like, you haven't read this many books, have you? Like, and they would test me on it. <laughs> and I would just blow them out of the water. I'm like, sorry. Yeah, I, I think I had to make a bargain with my uh, German teacher that um, I would read books in German in her class instead of in English. So I've read Pippi Longstockings in German just out of spite. <laughs> I love it. It's great, though. <laughs> yeah, that's wicked fun. So what are your favorite forms of art or like artists? So I primarily, as myself, I do digital art a lot. And then other than that, I'll do some sketching and a lot of watercolors. Um, but for other artists, I like really um, big fan of like 19th century, like women's schools of art, because the things they create is fascinating. I like that style and design yeah. aspects. Do you ever find yourself kind of going down that like red bubble or Etsy black hole looking at everyone's different digital arts? Or do you just kind of like stick to what you know? Um, I tend to stick to what I know. I love going to museums, so I love seeing what's in there, the historical aspects, and sometimes I'll take things and pieces from them. Like, recently, my mom got me this book from the Walgreens, because, you know, why not? Impulse purchase of the Bruins history from 1960 to 2003 in black and white. So they had these cartoons from the newspapers, and it was fascinating to me. So I looked at what the artist did, and I tried implementing it in my art. It's pretty cool. That is really cool, actually. When you, so I want to touch on the museum a little bit because I'm one of those people that actually goes and looks at each, like the different pieces that I like. And I don't just like kind of breeze past everything. Are you that way? Like, do you look at things? Do you see which ones speak to you and kind of just like stay? Or are you like so, just like a speed? Because you don't yes, sit, yeah, you can't like yes, sit still. But. <laughs> this is like a yes, but thing. So if, if you look at my personal Instagram, it's literally primarily museum trips 
Mm-hmm. So I will breeze past. I'll stop and look at a painting for a while. But other things I'm not interested in, I'll breeze past. I um, But there's some things I'll stop and look at it for a while, and I'm just looking at the paint strokes. Mm-hmm. But for me, a while is not that long, because I just move fast, I guess. Right. I do enjoy stopping and looking at paintings. And since I'm based out of Boston, there's a lot of wicked good museums, and there's paintings I'll visit over time for years and years on end. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true. If you have access to all the museums, it makes it easier to just kind of go when you want and see the different yeah the different so I mean one of my favorite there. paintings is I think the Winter Queen it's of this I think Queen of the Netherlands and as I as I was a little kid they were rest- restoring it so I remember seeing it being restored and I'd like visiting it it's so cool to see it that's actually really cool I love that <laughs> and yeah. why did you choose to start doing sports related art hockey <laughs> uh, well trying to say why don't I try drawing this because I mean I'm thinking about hockey I'm engaged in hockey all the time just thinking about it so why don't I try drawing it a lot of reference photos are easy to find and I don't have to draw hands or feet or knees (laughs) put the pads on you and or the mask on you don't have to draw the hard parts of a human body (laughs) I'm starting to branch out more but really that's why I started hockey it's easier (laughs) no and you've done I mean I think for at least from the NWHL standpoint you've done a lot to bring the fan base together, I feel like, and bring in different fans because there were people who didn't really know much about the NWHL and you put that sticker out and they're like, why is there a goose on the Zamboni? And why is there a Zamboni? And I was like, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, I just like drawing geese. I hate in real life. I think they're evil fellow creatures, but they're fun to draw. (laughs) I love it. It's great though. Like it's pretty awesome to get back to drawing some geese yeah well draw all the geese because everyone loves them they talk about it all the time so (laughs) i'll I'll just draw all the geese all the geese (laughs) what are the what is like your favorite piece that you've done so far oh goodness (laughs) um there's been i i did i mean some of the things i really enjoyed drawing um i drew this really cool uh animated boat piece for the seattle kraken draft so I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, I really, I did this Goldie Mask series for the NWHL and that was really cool. I liked how those turned out, especially the Connecticut one. I like drawing boats a lot. <laughs> There's been definitely some pieces which I've liked a lot. I'm just trying to think of what I've drawn that I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, I mean, I drew this really cool thing like last night and the night before is this um, no gender, only goalies. is a like goalie mask and then some blocker and a pad. And just, I, I don't know, I like some, I, I like most of my art at this point. I've gotten to the yeah. point where I'm happy with almost everything I do. So yeah, that's favorites. There's a Monsters writer, another Monsters beat reporter. Her name's Dina. And we love looking at your stuff and we talk about it. And her, she has way more, like her whole front of her laptop is covered with your stickers. And oh, really? Yes. And we'll have that's scouts. Wild. I know. <laughs> I love it. And we'll have scouts come up to us and be like, where did you find those stickers? Or like, parents players and we're like oh here because they uh, love them so much yeah <laughs> I'm just like wait wait like, wait my name's out there I'm like wait I'm just like doing double takes yes no your stuff is so good though and you can tell how much like just from looking at it and your interactions on Twitter you can tell how much you love and enjoy what you do which makes going to your sites and looking at your art even better for us at least for Dina and I yeah um I mean I like I, I feel like I just draw this weird mix of stuff like I'll work I'll do some serious player stuff and then I'll draw goose on the Zamboni or <laughs> something I like drawing weird things that just like pop into my head I have this whole series which I'm not I don't like officially have a title for it but I call it brought to you by art block 
or I just draw random things. I mean, one of my my personal favorites, which I, like no one really enjoyed, was every guy from Massachusetts. It's just like a stereotype of every guy from Massachusetts. I thought that was funny, and I just like drawing goofy things. They're fun. Yeah. That's what people need right now, though, is like just fun stuff. You know, everything's so serious nowadays, and you definitely yeah. were a bright spot yeah. for a lot of us in this pandemic. Oh, so. One of my brother's favorite things that I've done is um, one night at dinner, I miss said the Edmonton Oilers. So um, we made the our. So Edmonton Oilers, and I was talking about the Islanders and the Oilers and their colors. So I called them the Oilanders. So my brother decided they were the new Edmonton Oilanders. So we compacted the entire NHL into 16 teams. I'm still my working through drawing the jerseys. But like you have the new Edmonton Oilers, the Ottawa Senecanes, um, the Montreal Range Nadians. <laughs> so they're these like completely fake teams. And I just had a blast of them. I don't think people enjoy it that much, but I find it, find it funny. And that's really what matters with these kind of ones. That is great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, no, but really, question is: Do you call it the NHL but have an N stand for something else? <laughs> Could be honestly anything. <laughs> or, is, or is it like the HHL Half Hockey League? We're we're still workshopping the title, right? <laughs> that's that's yeah. cool. I love that. See, I love that your mind just kind of goes like and find something and just is like, you know what, we're going to do this. I don't care what anyone thinks. This is my thing. I'm just like working on figuring out wordplay. Um, I did this thing recently. It was a Zamboni. You use the Cyrillic letter for the, I can't remember what it's called, but because it's Zha, and so mm-hmm. Zamboni, you know, it's an all French one, but Russian because it's funnier. <laughs> I, you should definitely bring that out during the NWHL season. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I hope they do a legit Zamboni cam during the season. That was just a really big hit. Oh, it wasn't a real Zamboni, though. It was Olympia. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. A real, I mean, they should have an ice surfacing. Ice, resurfacing. Ice resur- <laughs> an ice resurfacing machine, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what was the one piece of art that you were shocked that people really loved? Oh, um, well, the goose on the Zamboni, for one. <laughs> No, that was during the time of the Bernie Sanders meme. So I also drew Bernie Sanders on a Zamboni. Yeah. People really liked that. Oh, what else have I done that people really liked that I thought was the a goofy piece of work I did? I go, I like gotta go look through the things I've done and remember what people liked. Definitely, I was a little bit surprised about I drew pets and NHL jerseys. So I thought that was pretty surprising that people liked it as much as they did. Um, yeah, no, I try not to have too many expectations of what people are going to think, so that's a lot easier if I avoid thinking about it. Right, it makes it a little yeah, bit easier. Yeah, no, um, the, I think the no gender only goalie one, I was surprised that that many people liked it. I just thought it was a goofy thing I came up with. Like, I decided, why don't I try hosting a Twitter space and people showed up and that um, dissolved into that. And my hockey tarot cards, like, I pitched that a while ago and people loved the idea and, you know, yeah, hey, it's pretty cool. That's People right. liked it all the way through and were willing to put up with me just drawing that. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of buzz around that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And they look really cool. And they're coming out in August, right? Yeah, so um, pre-order is ending, I think, late today, early tomorrow. We're still workshopping that. And then I'll put the order in. And about two weeks, I'll get in stock. And then, yeah, start shipping them out. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Just in time yeah, for I, the season. Yeah, no, I got the test deck. And they look amazing. And it's, like, so cool to see it. Because I, I also use them as my final for art class. So I printed them out in printer paper. They weren't perfect, but they looked cool. And then the real deck, they feel like tarot cards. So cool. That is cool. I can't wait to see what people think of them. And I'm sure I'm sure people will be like putting it all over social media, talking about them. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. 
Capriol, the biggest concern is how do I ship them? Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I want to kind of divert more into hockey here. I'm always up to talk hockey. Right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know how to not talk hockey. It always ends up going that way. Even with no, no matter what, it ends up in hockey. Even with non-hockey people. I'm like, so let me just equate this to hockey. Yes. <laughs> no, but I was like organizing things. Like, so I, I do fife and drama. It's like marching band for nerds. So we were talking about line combinations, but like we were doing, we said we march and we're working on lines. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. so line combos. And I was like using all these hockey terms. I'm like, this isn't hockey. And then one time I called the time we jumped up school the off season. My friend gave me so much trouble for that. I'm like, oh, it makes sense. It, ma- it does. It makes sense. Get out of here. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, but everything revolves back to hockey at some point. It does. I don't know how to not make it do it. <laughs> so one of my favorite things that you've done, and you just put it out, I think like a week ago, and you put it on your Instagram, it was that almost like a panel. Yeah, um, the comic. Poster. Yeah, the comic. And it was a hockey player just talking about how they looked up to something that they seemed as good. And then as they got more into it, they realized that like it, the sport doesn't love them back. Um, and I feel like that's a very important thing that needs to be out there because I feel like, especially in the past two weeks, we've seen that nothing really is going to change. <laughs> it feels like nothing is going to change yeah. in hockey. And I was just wondering from your perspective, how you think, hockey could become more inclusive or really take action to change both men's and women's hockey because it's not like it's just a a men's issue yeah so hockey um I mean I've loved hockey since I was a kid so we're starting with that little bit of reality so I mean I learned how to skate at the same time I learned how to walk like it's always been there and then recently with everything that's happened in the news I was just seeing everything and um, I mean, me and one of my friends were just discussing it, and I was listening. I've been listening to these hockey podcasts and just hearing people's opinions of just how the sport has meant so much to so many people. Like it's meant a lot to me. It's helped me grow personally into who I am, and it just it was hard to see that because that sport, which has done so much for me, it's connected me to my friends. It's gotten me closer to people I know. And then just like seeing as another perspective. I mean, as a non-binary person, hockey it's not always the most comfortable place for me. Um, like I'm reasonably accepted. Um, I mean, I can go into a locker room and feel comfortable, but that's not true for everybody. And just, I wanted, I mean, I, I know a while ago, I was thinking, what do I want to do in life? And I realized I want to make an impact. I want to change things for the better. So I'm like, what can I do? Putting my words out there won't mean anything. It won't have enough impacts. People just scroll past it, but I can draw it. I can do, I can use colors. I can use my artistic like abilities to just showcase how hockey can be better. And just what it, and just how people feel and i just been hearing all these stories i've been like my friends i've been seeing things and people just like the sport but i don't feel as part of it so i decided why don't i try drawing that feeling of i mean coming to that realization that you aren't always accepted you aren't what the hockey is you know the, the white straight male hockey player feeling that you aren't part of that right kind of different it does. It makes so, it tough. Yeah, I started playing later than a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. So just feeling that slightly outsiderness. And then, yeah, so I drew this player, this girl, she was a child, you know, I drew it a color. I used color palette um, with less and less color in each panel until the final one where the only thing color are the logos of this team and then her. And so how growing up something can look so great. And then as you deep dive deep more into it and you realize it's not as perfect as you thought it was or not everything is good. Right. Yeah, no, I really, um, 
love that. My mom and I were talking about it actually the other day because we had been in Columbus for the draft party for the NHL and we were in the hotel and we'd just gotten our food, sat down and we saw who the Montreal Canadiens had drafted. Yeah. And for I mean, me, I've been really lucky because I haven't had any issues as a woman being um, a beat reporter. Everyone's been super respectful, but I always just assumed from that, that teams would have all of their women employees best interests at heart. And that was like, I couldn't even eat. <laughs> after that yeah, no I mean my that art was really in response to that I mean I can go into a locker room like I have recently um, I mean I was playing the strand three league with girl boys I've never met before and I go in and yes I may guess I'm a girl but they won't really or at least I look like one they won't really care about it because I'm a goalie you know that and they put on the chest protector with my hair and everything I look like one of them and I'm white well, they just don't question it um and yeah it's just but some people can. I mean, I sat with all their locker room last week, and there's boys who definitely didn't look like everyone else. He didn't seem as close to the people. I'm just thinking, how does this sport affect the people who love it so much? And then like, they feel alienated by how the sport continues to make moves that only benefit them and the money and not the people as part of the sport, you know? Right. It's not just the players. It's the fans. It's everyone. Right. Like, from even from a business standpoint, it's like it's not just not what happens choice, on the ice. Yeah, exactly. Not a good choice business-wise. I mean, then the Carolina Hurricanes with everything, and then, yeah, the D'Angelo situation. Your team had just built something so good, and then you throw it all away. I feel like, just stop and think for a moment. I want to just, like, think about what, what's going to happen to your actions and that sort of thing. Exactly. I, I think about that with the NWHL and the bubble this year and just how all, yeah. it became not even about the bubble anymore. The hockey anymore. Right. And that was so disappointing because there was so much good stuff happening on the ice, but it was also like, you have to recognize it, right? You have to recognize that's happening. Um, but it makes sure. it, it's just like a kind of like a slap in the face sometimes to think you put so yeah. much into something and you love it. And then that happens. Yeah, and like you think things are looking better, you know, there people are trying changes happening, but it isn't. Right. Or it's going very, very slow. Too slow. Too slow. Yeah. And just felt hockey do so much better, so much far, so farther behind. Um, like I had this friend, he could play literally any sport except for hockey. So, like, what you want to get people interested in it, do better, you know, just let that's no, exactly. Do you think one way to bring maybe fans and help change the culture is to integrate different things into at least the marketing aspect of it with like art or different types I have, of music? I have a stuff? lot of opinions on how teams could market better. Yeah, go um, off. I want to hear them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I haven't really formulated all of them or written them down, but just think about just think about the great content going out there, like Mio or uh, Flyers Witch on Twitter, like all the things she's doing and thinking about kind of design aspects and what teams can do with their colors. Like get artists involved, maybe put a mural on your on the side of your rink. People will be interested, want to go in or release something art themed. You know how you can do stuff with your city. I mean, I'm from Boston. I'm a Bruins fan, but maybe the you know the Bruins. They do do a lot of community engagement, but what if you up that, get community artists to work with players and maybe you do murals or something and the players come and do that. If you do a mural, you get some of the, one of the players to come paint and you get a kind of crowd thing. Get local artists involved. I've worked with Preds, but they aren't my local team. You should get local artists if you want to do things. Yeah, I mean, Neo, she's in Sweden, so she isn't local to an NHL team. But even that, think about local artists as well as the other artists who are out there. Right. Just think about your merchandise. Think about things that people want to wear. I don't like the Yankees, but kind of their logo is kind of a streetwear thing now. Yeah. Think about how you can turn hockey into that. Like 
people really love those vintage hockey shirts from the 80s. Put a modern twist that get an artist to help you design something interesting, like graphically, like something you want to look at. Right, exactly. I look at some of the things that come out that people have designed and it's 10 times better than what people sitting in a room of like 10 people are trying to design for that specific team. And it always yeah. drives me nuts. And that it's always like the same color palette, right? Like, I mean, but work within the color palette. So I'm right now designing for fun, a travel poster inspired series. Well, it's going to be travel poster for a different thing, but you know, those vintage postcards that are like greetings from. Yes. So I'm doing something with that. But so I got the team's colors and then I'm adding. So for the Boston pride, I'm adding blues to it. Like use your colors and then twist it. Like look at it from a different angle. Oh, I like that. So, I mean, I'm working on this quilt that's like aggressively New England and the Bruins have Brandon Bruins fabric, but it's boring. Get something yeah. interesting. So I paired it with honeybees. Go off puns of your name, go off aspects of your city. Like, I mean, Boston, you have that, that huge history of whaling and shipping. Go off that kind of that boat. I feel like the Bruins could do something so beautiful with that theme of water. Right. The TD Garden is right next to the harbor. Um, and Zakem Bridge. Just think about how you can get that the history aspect of your city into it. And just, I feel like the Bru uh, NHL should do things like, I think I've seen some AHL teams do it where they do like weird themed uniforms. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure baseball does that also. Do themed uniforms, do city themed. I mean, the Red Sox had it and I really enjoyed it. It was the um, yellow and blue for Boston Strong, which means a ton to our city. Right. Why don't you do that? Like maybe the Bruins, you add some blue to a, um, a commemorative jersey maybe in two seasons for 2023. Add, maybe add touches of blue because you already have that yellow. Maybe add blue to your jersey or for a stripe or something, just adding these kind of, but it wouldn't be a permanent jersey. It'd be kind of something where you just add a little bit as to recognize the history of our city. Yeah, no, I love that. That's, it's a great way to get people connected, even if they're not hockey fans. Yeah. And I think that they also need to go beyond just doing jerseys as well, not just yeah. shirts, but also like things that people can have in their office or like postcards, even like I would send so many hockey postcards. I would buy so many. <laughs> I mean, just think, I feel like hockey postcards could be huge. I mean, you already have hockey cards, but what if you expand that to postcards? I mean, yeah. I don't think you'd have to work on marketing it, but you know, how you get rally towels at games sometimes. Yeah. What if you gave out free postcards? I would love that more because I, mean, I have so many team, rally towels and don't use like them. Maybe the team for one season partners with tons of different artists, maybe if it's an 82 games, that would be 41 at home. Maybe you get four different artists and then maybe one postcard designed by a player, you know? So for maybe each artist does like 10 postcards and then for 10 different games, people go there, get a postcard. Like you have bobblehead games. Why not do postcard games where it's like a postcard designed by an artist from that city? Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. I would totally plaster my walls with those. And that's something that like, just think about. Those could become collectibles and you could do reprints of that. You could do brick prints. and. That sort of thing. And maybe if you sell them, the donations could go, the pro proceeds could go to um, a foundation of the artist's choice or something important to your city. Yeah, that's actually a phenomenal idea. I've, I've also thought that, you know, everyone has pretty much an anthem singer and the anthem singer usually sings in like the local opera or with the orchestra or whatnot. Or it's like, or it's like a local guy, you know, who just like sings. I think that's what the Bruins have. They have a guy right. who sings. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't think he does. Any, I don't think he does stuff with like BLO, you know, Boston Lyric Opera or anything. Yeah. I think he's just a guy who sings. <laughs> I love it. That's, I feel like that's really on brand for Boston, though. Like, okay, he's just I one of the guys. Like the, okay, so the Boston should change their. Hear me out. The Boston should change both their goal horn and their um goal song. 
Why okay. their goal horn is just a generic goal horn. No, get a boat horn. Get a horn. Yes! Yeah. You're literally get a harp. You know the harbor, they have the thing where they blow at the end of the night when the boats should come in, or if you're not going to come in, don't like they should get one of those harbor warning horns, you know, or a fog horn. Something like that, because that's so Boston. And then change your goal song goal song, the shaping up the Boston. Imagine you go duh duh, you know. Oh right now they share a goal song with the Minnesota Wild. Oh why? <laughs> well, that's like the jackets goal song is the slower, literal, slower version of Chelsea Dagger. So every time I Chelsea hear Chelsea Dagger is such a good song, but it's a goal horn for such a bad... I know, I know. And I hear the jackets, and my first thought when the whip comes on is Chelsea Dagger. And that shouldn't be anyone's first thought when they hear a goal song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chelsea Dagger, just the way they implement it is good. But like, just think about the Bruins shipping up to Boston. They played at your All-Star game. That's, like, that's such a Boston song. Or if not shipping up the Boston, get like Tessie or a different Dropkick Murphy song. There's mm-hmm. They literally have songs about hockey and the Bruins. Like, get a Dropkick <laughs> Murphy song. It's so Boston. <laughs> it would be so perfect. I would probably consider like, I mean, going in, to more uh, Bruins games in Boston. I mean, Boston. Red Sox games, I think in the seventh period. No, seventh inning. <laughs> they play shipping up the Boston every game. I think the Bruins play shipping up the Boston pretty much every game. It's a thing that they do. Why don't you just make that your goal horn? Yeah, it makes sense. You know, like that, 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 that energy. That, that, yeah. Right. The fans would go nuts. That would be awesome. I mean, you can still keep Kerncraft as like your something that you play other times. Maybe your win song. Because right, right now I think Shipping Up the Boston and, and Dirty Waters are the win song. Why don't you make Shipping Up the Boston your goal song? You know? Right. Doesn't make sense. See, this is why they need I mean, to hire more people that are more creatively inclined <laughs> i mean nhl teams change their goal songs all the time i, I mean they I wish implementing... they didn't though right like i wish more teams were uh thought more about their song and what it means to their team in their city so that they don't have to change it and they could just keep it and be a part of the identity of the team and i feel like if you put a, a foghorn and shipping up to boston that's boston it's aggressively right. so the bruins brand is already as aggressively boston as possible right. make it more <laughs> make it all boston all the time <laughs> uh-huh i mean you could i mean you could already take like green line to get there why not make it like boston music right i love that yeah. Well, and then, like I was saying with the, the anthem singers, other than yours, <laughs> is why aren't they partnering more with the local art scene? Like if you have someone, so like Leo Welsh from the Jackets, he sings a lot with their musicals or operas and stuff. Why not have like a night at the opera or something or like have an event where you're bringing in these musically inclined orchestra people to come to a game and making it all oh, about I am that. sure the Boston like BLO would love that because they're yeah. always like fundraising. Get the opera involved. It would be funny. Right. I mean, hockey's old enough. I'm sure there's some connection there if you look through the books. Right. Like, I would just love to see different... I mean, hockey should embrace that aspect, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really should. Fun. Because that's how you're going to get then different people, people in. in. You're not going to have the same people regurgitating constantly, like the different... I feel like the fan base is starting to grow more. It is, with queer teens. Yeah, yes! <laughs> it's so true! I mean, it's, it's a cool sport. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just, like, I think they should definitely go into local artists. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Yeah, I mean... That's what I'm arguing with Dropkick Murphy's and like you're saying about Boston. Maybe implement it for the first game. You know, they have you have them there. You know, the first game you right. use it. That would be sweet. I mean, yeah. And then like designing the boards. 
wouldn't it be cool if yeah so you have a sponsor i feel like you already have boards ad why don't you just like put the stuff around the boards make it interesting right like make the board ads interesting like tell them we're gonna have someone design your board ad but it's going to be all you but it's going to be interesting and people are going to maybe look at that, not right? design the board ads or like design something around the ads oh of. yeah i like that yeah i feel like you could do something so cool with the boards yeah there's something more than just like half the time the ads are in like really weird places and you're like i mean it's kind of the ambiance of a hockey rink like my local rink um we have board ads yeah i mean yes it is for um local like things like um like this local classroom thing i'm pretty sure they have a board ad you know the dent the like local big orthodontist conglomerate <laughs> has it you know like i mean i think you could definitely do something really funky with boards make definitely. it cool that would be super cool and i mean i wish because they like goaltenders do so much cool stuff with their their masks i wish that they would let that go on to like the skates that the players i mean have. they're doing that though are they they're starting to do that yeah i mean you're gonna you can have these skate decals. I know Austin Matthews had like Toronto. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Um, I something I've noticed funny about goalie masks is a lot of goalies change theirs every season. Yes, that's a lot. Tuka of Rask has had the same goalie mask <laughs> since I think at least 2011, if not before then. I think his entire career at the Bruins, it's just the same thing. Like if he ever goes to another team, I think he's just going to keep the Bruins mask. <laughs> he's going to have to. <laughs> yeah, it's been there my entire life, pretty much. Right. Because yeah, he got traded. Yeah, he got traded for in two thousand six for Andrew Raycroft from right. the Leafs. So, I mean, he's had the mask his entire time on the Bruins. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't either until I was at my <laughs> local library and they just have the Bruins Stanley Cup book from twenty eleven. And I'm like, okay, let's look through it. Tulgan Rask has the same mask. I know. <laughs> Apparently, the only difference is he had a V put on the back of on the back plate for five years. Yeah. He's probably one of those people that's like, if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll get a painted goalie mask. Right now mine's white and it works. Yeah. Well, you could probably paint it yourself. I'm sure yeah, you're. Yeah, but you have to use like um stuff. You can't use normal paint because it'll. Oh, that's um, right. It'll. It'll like yeah, eat in and like work the integrity of it and make it yeah, yeah worse. You. That's kind of an important part of. Only only a lot. Oh yeah, it's only like saves you from having no teeth and like multiple concussions. Or, or giving you you know like a rattling headache. You know. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So why did you pick goaltender? Um, I mean, I've always wanted to be a goalie ever since I was a kid. My dad's a goalie, so. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I, I mean, I started hockey late, and I don't think I have the personality to be anything else. <laughs> I feel like goaltenders are like the most fun, unique people on each team. I can get away with so much just because I'm a goalie. Like I can do weird things and no one questions it. It's hilarious. Right. They're like, oh, you're a goalie. It's fine. Yeah. It's the same thing for catchers in softball because I was a catcher. I'm also a catcher. Yeah. So, you know, like it's the same yeah, play, thing. Yeah. So I play catcher and then like right field because we need a really good catcher this season. Yeah, yeah no, I had no one really questions it. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, oh, I she's think... a catcher. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Lane. <laughs> I, I, you know, know things about, like, the Harper Whalers. Oh, okay, you're, you're, you're a goalie. You yeah. know? <laughs> I think they just assume the goalies are the ones who just, like, know things. Well, they are, though. It's so the question, weird. Is it random stats or deep eldritch magic? We'll never know. Right, right, exactly. It's like Mike McKenna. Like, he's goalie through and through. There's, yeah. like, no... I mean, like, I there's this one jersey that I have that I refuse to wear. I get away with it because I'm a goalie. <laughs> I mean, my dad's also a goalie. He's like, yeah, no, understandable. 
like some of the conversations me and my dad have are just like they're so weird and like wait i mean so there's this one jersey that i really like turns out my i, I saw for my dad he also really liked it he said he trained it so that the pucks get attracted to it <laughs> it works he's it works. not wrong <laughs> right? i love it yeah Goalies are the most superstitious of all of the positions, with the exception of Sidney Crosby. Like, we'll just take Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby is the personality of a goalie. He does. Well, because he he was a goalie. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. So it it all makes sense. Yeah. So it all makes sense, you know, why he has to wear number 87 and white. $8.7 $8.7 million. <laughs> I don't have like that many superstitions. He's next I, level. He's like I do 100% have, goalie. <laughs> I do have a hat that I wear before every game. And yes, I mean, I do drink a lot of coffee with sugar right before, but it, it helps with the energy. But really, I'm not that superstitious as it comes yeah. to goalies. I was, I even as a writer, I'm superstitious. Um, before the pandemic, I had like a thing that I did when I was in Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse where like I would walk a certain way. I would walk past a certain player when he was warming up. He would kick in the air almost like he was kicking me, but he wasn't like it was just this thing that we I mean, constantly really, did. I think the one superstition thing I do while putting on my pads is once I put on my leg pads before chest protector, I'll drop into a split. Mostly for intimidation factor. But <laughs> I don't know. I love it's, it. it's what I do. <laughs> it's like, can you do this? No. <laughs> Unless you're a goalie, and then yes. Well, yeah. You would hope. You would hope. <laughs> you would hope yeah. they could. <laughs> it's just a thing I do, you know? And I, I mean, this isn't a superstition. I just do it because it is easier for me. I put my jersey on my pads before I put my pads on. Yeah. Um. So because of how tall I am and stuff, I have wider shoulders than, like, my torso is long. So I have a jer- so my chest protector is too long, a little bit too long in the arms. So I can't mm-hmm. put the jersey on by myself. Oh, no. <laughs> I just put it on my pads. This makes you feel like a turtle, like trying to get yeah. it on. Yeah, I mean, I think that like that one I can get away with because goalie. That's really the main reason I use the oh, they're goalie excuse. Right? Have you? <laughs> that just reminds, how I put on my jersey. This reminds me. Have you ever seen like those little kids who are learning how to be goalie yes. and they fall over and they can't get over and they literally look like a turtle? I have to roll over to stand <laughs> up if I fall on my back. I would not even be able to get up. So, like, more power to you. <laughs> uh, apparently, I stand up on the wrong leg while playing goalie. <laughs> if you can get up, it's not the wrong leg, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> According to my coaches, it is. <laughs> okay, so you, um, do you not like goaltender interference? Are you a fan oh, of it? Wow. Let's I'm, go off. I'm annoyed as how people don't understand it. It's actually quite simple. <laughs> Don't get in the way of, don't be in the way of a goalie stopping them to make a save that directly leads to a goal. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes, I mean, like, if, are you, did you being in the way of the goalie directly lead to them letting in a goal? That's where the question comes in. I just saw TikTok, someone saying, yeah, but no one understands. I'm like, okay, now, nope, we're going to fix that. (laughs) So, um, I made it my mission in life. (laughs) <laughs> it's a running joke in hockey that no one understands goalie interference so i made it my mission <laughs> to make sure they understand so if they could have if it stopped the goaltender from make the save that make the led save to a goal. yeah you can get away in the, you can get the, in the way of the goalie and they make the save it's fine if right. it leads to a goal it's not exactly also if the goalie runs into you it's a little yeah questionable all yeah I feel like goaltenders aren't as protected though as they should be by the rules. I've seen some things and I'm like, oh, like especially in the AHL, you'll see it like 
someone will get behind the back and they'll be trying to like clear out the puck and someone will just come zoom in and just like kind of body slam them. And it's not a penalty. I'm sure that's against, I think that's against the rules. And they don't the call it. Rulebook. They need to call it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the argument is the goalie's fine. I mean, my dad tells this story all the time. Right. Once you're in goalie and pads, you're set in. Like my dad had this guy running at him. My dad just went like that. And the guy flipped over the net. <laughs> this is like in beer league. So, like, I mean, I think the argument is the goalie will be fine. If you run into me, I won't move unless I'm, like, in a butterfly, and then you can push me into the net. Right. But other than that, I'm not moving. You're moving. So that's that's why the goalies aren't always as protected, because for the most part, they're fine. you're the one who's going to fall over, not right. the goalie. <laughs> it's just always – I get so – and I think it's because I love goalies so much, and I just see people just, like, clip through the crease and just – take an extra jab at the goalie, even though the puck isn't around. And I'm like, do you want to die? Cause a goalie will fight you. Oh, like, oh, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Quite all. I have tried to fight people before. <laughs> like Elvis. It did, will fight you. it did mostly involve me slashing at their ankles. But <laughs> they deserved it. I, I just think about like Elvis Merzlikens got sent down to the AHL just for like one game, just to kind of get them used to the North American style. Yeah. Conditioning stint. Yeah. And he, Justin Scott came in and started fighting the guy, but Elvis was going to, and he just started circling them and he was like giving him the death glare. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gonna, he's gonna do it. This guy's gonna die on the ice. It's gonna happen. It's really, really the funniest thing is when goalies fight people. I find it hilarious. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I wish it happened more often. It really, they really should. (laughs) Um, really, it's my favorite thing, you know, especially like the Mark Andre Fleury things. We doesn't actually fight them; he just does those little things. Yeah, <laughs> not always. It's hilarious. I mean, that's partly. I mean, that's partly why I like to harass. He will fight you. Oh He's yeah, tried. he will. I remember. Um, I think it was, yeah, it was so. Matisse Kalenics in his like first year there, very you know like very young. He just got so mad at the ref. For being in the way, he went to go like wind up and hit him. Is that like Duke Rask on the skate blade? Ruffle? Well, someone from the other team actually like got in the way on purpose because he was like, "Oh, this kid's not prepared for what will happen if he hits a ref." The other team had to step in. <laughs> he never did it again. Like coach pulled him off and talked to him, and then threw him back in. Coach Madden and I was just like. Those Latvian goalies, I tell you. (laughs) It's it's hilarious to me. It is. Was there anything that you wanted to kind of touch on or closing remarks or anything like that? Be nice to goalies. It's not their fault. If if you say it's their fault, no, you need better defense. (laughs) Always. Yes. I mean, yes, it could be their fault, but it's not really their fault. You know, Um, respect the goalies. Um, Yeah. It's a lot of gear you got to carry around. (laughs) oh my gosh when I worked in youth hockey I would have to take kids home sometimes like to their drop them off at their parents and I always got the goaltenders my trunk smelled so bad I could never get the smell out it was never coming out my brother plays the bass drum on the tuba oh so <laughs> the common your poor parents cars I mean yes I also play the flute but it's small <laughs> but yeah um there's a reason we have we use two cars we can't carry all the stuff a tuba and a goalie bag and stuff now. There's no way that's fitting in one car unless you have, like, a truck. And even then, it's 
it's just a tight fit. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it's so true though about, I tell people that when a goaltender lets a goal in, I'm always like, it's usually the forward's fault because the forward couldn't score. And so then the they didn't pick up their rebound and then the defense was trying to get it and they couldn't get to it. <laughs> and there's just some goals, people, you just physically cannot see it. That's where you need your defense to get it. Right. Like when they, like when Yanni Gord is standing right in front of the goaltender in the crease and people are like, well, why did, why did that goalie let it in? Because you Yanni Gord. <laughs> but you can't, you can't, it's hard to stop it when you can't see it. <laughs> Yanni Gord's not see-through. <laughs> like, Contrary to popular belief, goalies don't have x-ray vision. <laughs> no, they wish. We wish. <laughs> Nor do you have, you know, like, like, you know, like this heat seeking missiles and like movies where you can see like the red blinky dot of the target. Yes. We don't have that for the pucks yet. <laughs> yet. Maybe one day. One day. Probably not, but yeah. <laughs> it, would ha- it would give too much of an edge. There would be less scoring, and we know Gary Bettman wants all the scoring. I mean, I think Gary Bettman's a vampire, but you know, like energy vampires <laughs> from um, what we do in the shadows? Yes. He's like that, but his energy is goals and booing. He really thrives on the, the energy booing. of goals. He feeds off the energy of goals. I also love, booing. I love he feeds when people, off of booze. Right, he does. I love when people boo him. And he's like, I think you can do better than that. And I'm like... He feeds <laughs> off of that. That's why he likes it. He's a vampire. <laughs> I can't buy this argument. You should... Please make a sticker. like <laughs> Gary Bettman is a vampire? Yes. Or, or like, just a comic... Gary- just a whole comic. Gary about... Bettman as a vampire, maybe? Yes, yeah. I, I mean, I found out that Gary Bettman and I are the same height recently. <laughs> We're both 5'7". I didn't realize he was my... Yeah, I'm your I'm your height, too. I thought he was shorter. <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know? I now have to live with this knowledge. <laughs> I also love the knowledge every day that someone got a Gary Bettman tattoo once. Oh my gosh. You know what, though? If you made Gary Bettman a vampire, I can't guarantee that I wouldn't even think about getting that as a tattoo. <laughs> I'm picturing Gary Bettman with, like, as a, as a vampire, but you have Gary Bettman as one line, even like a picture of Gary Bettman as a vampire. And then the second line is a vampire. Maybe with, like, a little, you know, like, you know, sometimes when you're fitting in words, like, you kind of, like, sloot the letters mm-hmm. like that, but Gary Bettman as a vampire. I like that. Why do have to do this? <laughs> this is this whole Halloween thing. <laughs> yeah, the Halloween theme. You know, you do each team, something spooky, you know. And then Gary Bettman as a vampire. <laughs> the vampire of all vampires. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> are, are, are the GMs a coven of vampires? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's why Lou Lamorello is still alive. Yes. He's a vampire. <laughs> That's why some of them never age. Have you seen Lou Lamorello age? I don't think so. I don't what about Yarmo Kekalainen? I, I don't know what he looks like, but my my so I I once ran a hockey D and D campaign. Oh, <laughs> Yarmo Kekalainen was brought up. Um, someone was impersonated him on the phone. One of my players. He and um, their one European scout Vili. I don't know what his last name is, but they look like they could be villains in Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> What really amuses me is, you know, the Bruins coach, Bruce Cassidy? Yes. He looks like everyone's uncle. He does. 
does. He looks like that infinitive uncle, but like specifically one from like New England. Yeah. Like, you know, all your friends have that one uncle. He just looks like that one uncle. He does. Like that creepier thing. Now he just looks like your uncle. Yeah. You know? Maybe we should start calling him Uncle Cass. <laughs> no, I don't think Bruins fans like him enough. Do they like any of their coaches? Do you get, do Bruins fans like any of the coaches that have ever really gone through there? Probably no. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> we like Bruce Cassidy more than some, but I don't think they... Yeah. But no one else is allowed to say anything about them. Yeah, we also don't like Don Sweeney, but no one else is allowed to say that. It's a Bruins thing. That's how we are in Cleveland. Like, we can talk all the crap we want about the Dolans who own the Indians slash Guardians. But if anyone else says it, we'll be like, you're right, but please stop talking. (laughs) Please stop talking. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we go, just uh, plug where we can find, like one more time, where we can find you on social and where people can buy your art. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at um, Arson and Hockey, on Instagram at Chaos Hockey, um, other places, Chaos Hockey. My portfolio is designs. I think. If you want to check out my stuff, if you want to get in contact with me, probably through Twitter, you can find my email. It's in my bio there. Easiest place. Um, I have a Kofi. I think it's under Chaos Hockey as for, everywhere else is. And then if you want to buy prints of my art, you can get that at Etsy. It's um, Chaos Hockey Designs. And then if you want stickers and stuff, that's on that Redbubble under Corwin's Chaos. Yeah. Perfect. Pretty much a mix of like words chaos and hockey, and you'll I'll probably come up eventually in search results. Right. I think I once looked up like arsenic and chaos, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that, that's my alter ego, um, the evil twin. <laughs> Who's a Gary Bettman fan. My theme music is One Light by Nick Wilkinson and the Featured Players. You can find their latest album, Live, Volume 1, on Bandcamp and Spotify. Live, Volume 1 was recorded in front of a live audience on May 26, 2017 at Jilly's Music Room in Akron, Ohio. (laughs) 